0: planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, S&T Bank is here to help. Learn how S&T Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com, member FDIC. s and Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by J.D. Power. For J.D. Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards.
1: What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? It is high noon on a Thursday, Thursday, Monday afternoon. So We're all over the place. A victory Monday afternoon. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, inside the electric factory here for the next two hours on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. You want to get involved with the show, you should know the drill by now. But if you don't, if maybe you're new to the party, welcome. And you can get at us on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at the Body 52 Duh. That is where we will take your questions, comments, concerns, and reactions here as the show rolls along on this Monday. And Mozi, what a Monday! I Love mean, it. It. everything going on. It is a victory Monday. We'll hear from our buddy Johnny Drama here in just a second. The Steelers win, the Dukes win, the Mountaineers win. Manchester United and Cristiano Ronaldo, big victory in the first game back. You know what, Motsy? I'll even be nice today. The Pitt Panthers won two. Wow. Good vibes around Pittsburgh, good vibes in western Pennsylvania. I am privileged now to be rocking the microphone with the Hall of Famer, Mr. Arthur Motes. Buddy. I tell you what, the only person I think who had a better weekend than you, maybe, is Cam Hayward out there on Sunday. My goodness, you had yourself a time these past few days. Come on,
0: man. I felt like I was on just, you know, victory road. I had victory Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, man, the way I was living it this weekend, man. But uh, it was an awesome weekend, man. ton of fun, man. Great being able to see a ton of my people's former coaches, players, friends, media people. I mean, it was just a cool experience. In both locations. Yeah, absolutely. In terms of JMU Hansenburg, Friday Buffalo, for the Hall yeah. of Fame in Buffalo uh, yesterday, man. But how was your weekend, man? You were good?
1: It was good. Yep. Went to uh went to the WVU game on absolutely, Saturday. Absolutely, man. Had a good old time watching the Stellars take down absolutely, the Bills man. yesterday. It was a fantastic weekend. And mozi maybe this is where we turn to our buddy Johnny Drama. You know, mm. when they win, it's a fantastic weekend that often hey, hey, leads hey. to a fantastic Monday. Hey, hey, hey. Namely a Victory Monday. Uh oh. Victory!
0: VICTORY! Victory! Yes, indeed, man. You love to see that right there, man. Muncie,
1: we were both wrong. We both picked the bills to win, Mm -hmm. and I've never been so happy to be wrong in my life. Oh,
0: absolutely, man. I always think about that, right? A prediction is what? You're just predicting what could or could not happen. I mean, we break down the reason in terms of why. The scenario in which the likelihood of that playing out, we saw one of those, right? What was the movie? Infinity War, right? If I look at you, I've seen this play How many, many times I'll... are we successful? <laughs> one. So, not saying that it's to that extent, right? But that was the vibe. I mean, when you talk about interception, I your mean, way. you think about the interception that got called back, right? Very questionable call. You talk about the arrogance in terms of the third and ones. The I mean, the third no, the third and nine. Excuse mm-hmm. me. It was actually fourth and fourth eight. And the fourth and fourth eight, fourth Fourth and, eight, and, fourth eight, and eight, nine yeah. that they went for. Yep. Obviously, the fourth and one that. Play. I mean, when I think of that, I'm like, man, that was perfect storm because you can't bank on teams being that arrogant and essentially giving up points because they just believe that they're that much better than mm-hmm. you, that they'll be able to make it up on the back end. In terms of the likelihood of a black punt for a touchdown, we know how rare those are. That's not likely every week. So when we make a projection like that, that's why you're making it because you don't anticipate the one in however many chances of that going off actually going off and if you did bet that way I mean shoot you're probably losing a ton of money if that's yes. how you operate yes <laughs> so if that's what makes us wrong by all means I'll take congratulations it. I'll wear that baby no question
1: uh, I tell you what I did not think we'd be sitting here all smiles on a Monday afternoon when the Steelers had what, 56 yards of offense at halftime mm-hmm. was it less was it 55
0: I couldn't tell you what it was it at was halftime yards uh, you know what of I could tell you was halftime. it, it was, was not good not good that's what I can tell you
1: it was not good Arthur Motes but you know what it's good thing it's not a 30 minute game it's a mm-hmm. 60 minute game and maybe <laughs> maybe that was like the one parallel that I was like ah oh, you can draw to last year was uh you know like ah, they still you'd like to see that full 60 minute performance Very but true. hey there's always something to be said about a winning effort and that was certainly a winning effort from the Steelers the offense did their part in the second half special mm-hmm. teams certainly as well too the defense Leading the way, the entire way. We've got plenty to get to here. We do have to talk about some of the struggles as well, too. But I want to talk talk about the positives, man. Well, we're talking mostly mostly positives. But at some point, we've got to talk about the red zone offense. No, 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 no,
0: no, 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 no. no, no, no. Because you know what it is now. You already saw it. 17-0, 17-0, Super Bowl champs. <laughs> so, the, that's what yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yesterday after the a- game. A- absolutely. Playing the parade, baby. Absolutely, baby. We don't need to go that road of talking about the negative. No, 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 no. Ain't no negatives.
1: Ain't no negatives mm. on a victory Monday. It's also, we, you know, we want your reaction. We'll hear from Professor Motes later on in the show. I, I think, though, Motes, if it's all right with you, like, Gotta start with that defense. Yeah. W- w- like what a you know, maybe it wasn't a sixty-minute effort from the offense, but it certainly was from the defense. They were dialed in, they were forcing turnovers, they were creating big plays, they were making life difficult on Josh Allen and company. And I buddy, I just I, I keep thinking today, I keep going back to the performance that Cam Hayward had. He was he was just phenomenal. Ten quarterback pressures. Ten. On the day for Cam Hayward, Motzi, the Steelers needed that from the defense. If they were gonna, again, if they were gonna win that game against, you know, a team like the Bills, and let's not act like the Steelers stink, but the Bills, a team that was in the AFC Championship mm-hmm. game last year, it it had to be a full effort. They had to have a lot of people putting their hands in that pile, and I think the defense was kind of like the the personification of that from Cam and TJ in the secondary. Uh, we, we'll talk about Devin Bush and Joe Schobert. I just thought it was in the absence of some important guys, you know, Stephon Tuitt, some other injury, you know, Alu Alu and, and Alex Highsmith dealing with some things, TJ Watt working his way back. That was a varsity effort. From the defense, I think from top to bottom, they were fantastic.
0: Oh, yeah, as a whole, they definitely were. Cam uh, Cam Hayward was very impressive. The ones that impressed me the most were the three outside linebackers. I understand Cam had pressures, and I understand Cam was doing his thing, but nah, the the three that Mm -hmm. that stirred that drink. All game long, Melvin Ingram, Alex Highsmith, and T.J. white They provided the way that the defense rode, whether it was in the run game, right? You look at Alex Highsmith, Melvin Ingram, especially in terms of how they were able to set hard edges because T.J. didn't get as much run at him. But those two guys did, and they were very productive. But then even T.J., man, showing great effort. You look at the first sack he had. It wasn't this great rush, but you see the effort that he puts in it provided by Cam Hayward's pressure up the middle. And those were the things that were popping up. And to me, those three guys, if they can play like that with that type of rotation, Mm -hmm. because as you saw, it was literally you stay on for two series and then you're out for a series. And that's how they kind of did a little clockwise rotation right there. And I thought, you know, early on, like, all right, let's see how – it takes the, how long it takes these guys to warm up to that rotation in terms of their productivity. Mm-hmm. But I thought all three of those guys complemented each other very well. And shout out to TJ Watt, man. He was able to show up. And essentially, you don't need, you just need three days of practice with TJ. All <laughs> right,
1: cool. He's one of those freaks, right? I like it, man. I like it. I Mike keep Tomlin it going. Kinda laid Absolutely, that man. Gauntlet. He did the, the Aaron That's Donald. kind of yeah. laid down that gauntlet of, hey, well, you know, Absolutely, these two like Aaron Donald, he missed, he held out and he had 20 and a half sacks. Hey. Like, all right, TJ, All let's, see, l- you l- do. L- let's
0: go. Keep getting freaky
1: then. So, <laughs> Keep getting freaky. So far, so good. <laughs> Absolutely, in, in, man. In that in that department. Yeah. TJ Watt played eighty one percent of the snaps. Mm-hmm. Not his normal number, but I think Correct. probably a little bit higher than we expected. Yeah.
0: But to me, I was just surprised that like I said, if you look at Alex Highsmith's numbers and Melvin Ingram's numbers, mm-hmm. that to me is the, the oh. part that stands out the most. All three of those guys' usage was pretty high. Way more than we thought any of them. And while TJ was still able to maintain a good amount of snaps, too, it wasn't as if we felt that he was missing
1: a large portion of time. Right, right. Yeah, no, uh, Ingram played uh, 64% of the snaps, Highsmith 54 TJ Watt 81 Percent of the snaps. That's a that's great distribution right there. Absolutely,
0: and all three of those guys guys, are so
1: fresh in the fourth quarter. And
0: all three of those guys at various points in the game made big plays. They really both in the run and in the pass part. And to me, that's why I said for me, I had to highlight those three guys because I just thought play in and play out with you. Those three guys in some way, shape, or form were having an impact.
1: Melvin Ingram, uh, five quarterback pressures and drew three holding calls. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what you want. That he he looked like a guy, mozi, who was back to his mm-hmm. well pre 2024. Yes, and
0: even his style of rushing, I was fond of because I told you a year ago, at times it looked like he was forgetting his bread and butter, which is when he's a power rusher, speed to power. Use your get off, and then in that third step, you long on board right. and you drive a guy right. back. A year ago, I thought he got too enamored with trying to speed rush or trying to shake guys, hmm. whereas yesterday it went back to what the tape looked like if you cut on 2018 version of Melvin Ingram, where he's healthy, where he knows, okay, great burst, great get-off is going to cause this tackle to jump out. Where he was one out. of the,
1: the best 10 pass rushers then, in the national football And league. then
0: because of how strong he is, he's able to use the, those – offensive linemen once they get out of position and just essentially take them and ragdoll them. We saw that on numerous occasions in the past and in the run game. But to me, that was the 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 one that just stood out because you I mean, even though we've seen glimpses of it in the preseason, you need to see it in reality. You need to see it for four quarters Live in a regular action. season game. Yeah. And for me, seeing Ingram go out there and do that, man, that was so relieving,
1: so refreshing. I absolutely agree with you. You know, we Different kinds of questions, but we had questions about those three. Mm-hmm. For TJ, it was how ready is he going to be? For Alex Highsmith, it was, all right, hamstring injury, is that something that's going to linger? How ready is he going to be? Melvin Ingram, new team, coming off a, by his standards, you know, maybe a little bit of a disappointing, a little bit of a letdown season. All three of the those guys showed very well. You combine that with the performance from Cam Hayward, and how about a shout for Tyson Alu-Alu mm-hmm. as well, very too. Productive. I thought he was great very in the productive. run game and a very productive Sunday for him. That's that like that's the formula. If those guys are making plays like that too, Motsi, mm-hmm I mean this is Captain Obvious, but duh, but it bears repeating because we saw it play out on Sunday. That lets Devin Bush and Joe Schobert make plays. That makes life easier on the secondary. Like there's a real trickle-down effect there when 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 those guys, you know, when those three plus plus Cam and Alu Alu and, you know, hopefully um to it when he gets back here, and Wormley, I thought had a nice game too, belongs in that conversation. When those guys play like that. It just allows the rest of the defense to do so much more, mm-hmm. freeze them up, takes a lot of pressure off them. That's what we saw Sunday, and that's when – I mean, this is – when they play like that, they are legitimately one of the best, you know, couple – two or three defensive units in the entire national football league.
0: Yes, absolutely, man. And like you said, especially going back to that back end, man, when those guys are able to – in a sense, exceed our expectations because I thought we, we thought the front seven, we like those guys, right? especially we our rush. We really like those guys. We know what we Cam Hayward pedigree is. there, yeah. But we said on the back end, man, especially at corner, we were a little bit concerned just because we knew that at times we haven't had the most consistent play on the back end. We know in the preseason we had some position battles play out and we thought that James Pierre would get that nod. And initially, coming to see Cam Sutton, people were a little, you know, scared of showing that. I'm not going to lie. I could totally understand that. Absolutely. But I thought he can play really well, both on the outside and on the inside, Agreed. because he still got slot reps, especially and got to have it dime personnel package group. And so he bumped on the he, inside, James Pierce came on the downs. outside.
1: He was big on possession down.
0: But I just loved his situational awareness. I thought that he was really fundamentally sound. One of the mm-hmm. plays that I'll talk about when we uh, do the um, Professor Motes, Professor man is the uh, one Monday. of the PDU's that he had early on in the game on digs on a third and one. Man, just his fundamentals, man. He he really is one of those guys – he he, he reminds me of James Pierre in this sense, very fundamental in terms of gets hands on receivers, eye discipline. He does the little things right consistently, and that's what puts him in good position because we know he's not the fastest guy. As we've seen, when he is or when he's not perfect, how it can get him in a bind. We saw that in the Philly game in the preseason. Yesterday he was fundamentally sound for four quarters, and that was ultimately why he was never put in a situation – where it looked like harm's way, whereas we talk about potentially another guy in that secondary who had a little bit of a lapse and how he was put in harm's way, essentially,
1: but it worked out. It did. Long, foul ball. Long, foul ball, as Arthur Moats likes to say. Yeah, good tweet here from David. He says, there were two cams out there balling. Cam Sutton was all over the place. He looked like COVID on a cruise ship. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yo! Oh, yo, yeah! Yo, you were wrong for that. Yo! Uh, you out for that. That's uh, good. Cam Sutton was all over the place, though. That sheesh, you are wild. That, <laughs> that to me, Motes, was was I think maybe one of like one of the most in- encouraging storylines. Yeah. I, if, if Cam Sutton is able to turn in that type of performance, or at least similar, right? Like in that same ballpark, that same stratosphere, this secondary is gonna be gonna be all right. I like I I really think Cam Sutton. That was important for him. Because let's face it, too, like that's one of the stiffest challenges he's going to face all year. We know the Steelers, Steelers still got to play the Packers. Steelers still got to play the Chiefs, right? Like They're going to play good quarterbacks, good wide receivers. Uh, we we know what the Bengals have and Joe Burrow and their trio of talented wide receivers. But mozi when it comes to Buffalo, that's about as good as it gets. Josh Allen, Diggs, everybody else that they have there, Beasley, Sanders, all those guys. If you can turn in a solid performance against that quarterback, that offense, that offensive coordinator... That, to me, encourages me going forward the rest of the season. Yeah, it definitely does. It definitely does. And it does for multiple reasons.
0: Now, we understand that, yes, some of the success that we had was due to some of the mishaps from the Bills on offense. We get that part. I'm not going to act like that's not real. But at the same time, I do think that for this secondary, they did have some really productive plays. That James Pierre, uh PBU. Huge. um where well, since she punched the balls out of Manuel Sanders' hands, that was big. That's not anything that the Bills did bad. That was just a good play by James Pierre. Correct. The PBU on third and one in the first quarter by Cam Sutton on digs, which would have been a fill flipping play. That to me, that was nothing bad that the Bills did. That was good productivity. By the uh, by, the Steelers defensively. So when I think of those type of plays, I'm like, and it was plenty of those we can point to. That's yeah. why I'm like, yeah. I'm not overly like, oh man, yeah, this is the group that's gonna win it all, right? But at the same time, it's good start. It's a great start yeah. because the respect instantly goes up because of those things, and that's, I mean, that's how it's supposed to be, right? It Even is. though it's quote unquote overreaction Monday yeah, and everybody's supposed to Super Bowl champs or it was worst team ever.
1: That's you when, knew when, when that you was get, gonna be the way right. today. But when you get
0: through that and you actually look at it, yes. There were some positive things that happened in this game. Obviously, we got some stuff that we're going to have to work on in all three Mm -hmm. phases. Mm -hmm. But to me as a whole, man, it was good to see coaching staff and players all doing what it took to get the job done.
1: Absolutely. Everyone's hand was in the pile. The defense was there from start to finish, but the offense absolutely had their moments. The special teams, after a rocky start on the opening kickoff, certainly had their moments as well, too. And that's, I mean, that's what you need when you're playing a team like the Bills, as good as and talented as they are, as well-coached as they are, and you're up in Buffalo where, I know Mozi can speak to this, it, it at least sounded like the atmosphere was rocking on television. Yeah. Um, those those are the type of things you have to have going in your direction to win those type of games. You mentioned overreaction Monday. Francis tweets us and he says, here's my first overreaction of the year on this Monday. All Pennsylvania Super Bowl. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> she- I tell you what, they, they might be feeling themselves more in Philly than your, we're Your household are like here. that
0: then, man. Oh, Philly. <laughs> oh, my and, goodness. That'd be
1: a civil Philly war. Philly and, and, and
0: Steelers. Oh, yeah. That'd, that'd be, be a, crazy that'd in your crib, man. That'd be a crib, civil
1: man. war in the Euler house. We almost had that in 09 uh,
0: Yeah, yeah. The, Car- the Eagles yeah.
1: lost to the, to the Cardinals, uh, yep. to, to Kurt Warner and, and Larry Fitz and those boys in the NFC championship game that's a good one by francis yeah we will do we'll do some more obviously as we go along we will have professor Motes monday we will look around the league at some yeah. of the other storylines my goodness the green bay packers what happened we'll, we'll, we'll get there we'll get there later on in the show all right we'll get to more of your tweets as we roll along too but it's just it, it is it's, it's hard not to feel good about a lot of elements of the defense i think you can say the same about the offense too they struggled in the first half they were on the back foot for a lot of that game but they started to, I, I feel like, gel, mozi And I tell you what, got to give a shout-out to Chase Claypool. Mm-hmm. He made some magnificent catches in big moments. And I think Juju as well, too. Like, Juju didn't have his best game, but down the stretch in the fourth quarter. He made quarter, the plays we needed. Made the plays. Well, that's Absolutely. something you and I have talked about. Like. If you want to knock Juju for saying maybe his ceiling isn't as high as we thought it was his first two years in the league, maybe he's not a number one wide receiver in the NFL, fine. You can say that, cool. But on possession downs, <laughs> hey. when it's in the fourth quarter, when you need a first down, Motsi, Gotta it, have cont- it. he continues to be Ben's guy in those
0: situations. Got to have his situations, Juju is the guy that they're going to. And it's good to see because he keeps being productive. Mm-hmm. He keeps coming up with those catches. And, man, you think about, you think about that uh, – was it in the fourth quarter, the back shoulder throw that Ben hits to uh, Juju for the first down. I mean, it's plays like that where that's vintage Juju. Vintage Juju and vintage Ben. You see Ben move the uh, the safety with a little bit of a shoulder fake, and then from there, hits it right there. Beautiful throw. I like that. But once again, though, in terms of just consistency with it, right? Mm -hmm. Consistency. Let's do it more often because in the first half, we didn't get a lot of those situations. But to me, man, when you make those plays, when you got to have it like that, It's always going to work out beautiful. And you always feel good about it in the end. And ultimately, that's why we feel good about it. You highlight it. It was a good play by both of those guys. And like I said, Juju has some really good plays. The onside kick recovery, we laugh about onside kick recoveries until it's time for onside kick recovery. Until Juju goes,
1: until that ball's hanging there for half a second. And we're all like, whoa. And then Juju comes cutting through. And and, and and if we're real about it, it,
0: we've seen numerous teams now in the recent history lose games behind onside kicks. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, to me, man, Mm -hmm. that right there, even though it's not going to go down as some great stat,
1: to me, that was hey, one of his best catches you, all day. And you know what? Speaking of teams losing games because of things like that, mm-hmm. how about a shout-out to our guy Presley Harvin III for holding on to all his punts. At hey, Cleveland, now you got to work hey, on your hands over that's there. That's the
0: truth, man. <laughs> but we're not going to crown Presley just yet now. No, we're not. Okay. No, we're not. No, we're not. I Be- just because to, because just... some of the main things that we got on One Punter about here, Woocha cha Okay. I, all just, right. I just
1: wanted to take that shot at Cleveland there real quick and that, I, was my, you. that was my I'll easiest I'll way to do it but,
0: but because of how my boy was putting in a, a certain location I had to make sure I spent the block for him one time <laughs> You know I got you Put another shrimp on that Bobby, mate
1: Put another shrimp <laughs> on that Bobby
0: With our good know, I ain't gonna let you go out like that, Jordan I'm gonna shoot one for you Alright, we good That's it for the year <laughs> That's all I got for the year I ain't got no more bullets left
1: Motes, we've been what, about twenty minutes into this opening segment here. Haven't really talked about um Najee Harris or the offensive line. Yeah. I guess maybe it's it's kind of a they are like in the the macro, what the bigger picture of the offense was. They struggled in the first half. They clearly were, you know, just kind of like Ben alluded to. You know, they 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 were not completely gelled, an offensive line that hasn't worked a lot together, new offensive coordinator, rookie running back. But again, second half, I thought a much better performance. I thought the offensive line played much better in the second half. Kendrick Green, he's got some dog in him out there, and we definitely saw that coming out. I thought Najee, too, um, just looked more comfortable in the second half, was was able to have really some of those runs, and that's what we want from Najee, the the runs that look like they're going to get stuffed at the line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. He ends up getting four or five yards instead. We, it's going to be a work in progress for the offense here early in the season. There, there's going to be series where they look really good, and there's going to be series I'm sure where they where they struggle and go three and out and frustrate us. But I thought it was a good starting point, you know, particularly for the offensive line and Najee Harris.
0: Yeah, I definitely would agree with that, man. Um, are they going to have adversity this season? One hundred percent, for
1: sure. If you think, they had some in the first right. half,
0: if you think the first half of yesterday's game is the only time it's going to look like that. I would be hard pressed to, to second that. I think that Agreed. that, no, that will happen. You know, it's going to continue to happen until they get something situated up front. But the mm-hmm. one thing that I will say is this, man. When they had short fills, they got points, whether it was field goals yes. or touchdowns. Yes. That to me, I care about way more than the style points and the optics of it. Now, are you always going to get a short fill? Absolutely not. And that's why we say in context, Good performance across the board, but at the same time...
1: you gotta, you got to be better in the red zone. Exactly, you be more button- because no, they're,
0: yeah. they're, we know why these short fields happen. And to bank on those happening continually right. for the, for a full season plus Super Bowl, the odds aren't in your favor with that.
1: You had drive stall at the Bills' six-yard line and the Bills' two-yard line. You settled for six points in both of those scenarios. Mm-hmm. Hey, you got out of the stadium and you won, but that's, those, that's the buttoning up, that's the type of... That You can win games in mm-hmm. September doing that, Arthur Yes, Muggs. You're not going to win games in, in December and January. That is
0: that. very correct.
1: Yeah. And so, again, we, we want to be happy. We want to be optimistic here. We will talk about some more of these. We, we have to talk about the red zone offense at some point this week, maybe not specifically today, but at some point this week certainly. You can't, you can't stall at the, at the opposition six and two-yard lines. Um, you got to come away with with seven more often than you're than you're settling for three. But good vibes here in the opening segment. Oh yeah, all yeah. right. And uh, and mozi I did want to wonder. I, I did was wondering your opinion too. Mm-hmm. You know, I was looking at this. I was looking at snap counts this morning and everything. I you know referenced some of them for the defense. Were you surprised as me? No, I think you and I both thought that this would happen eventually, but not week one. Pat Fryermuth played more snaps than Eric Ebron. Is that surprising to you?
0: No. Look at how many snaps Zach Gentry played as well.
1: Zach Gentry played a lot of stuff okay. he, played, he played almost 30% of the uh, offensive snaps. Yeah, I wasn't surprised by that at all. But that's a
0: tell. You know why? Because within three series, the tell was if Zach Gentry is on the field, it's a run, it's or, a run. or a play-action pass. play-action
1: pass, <laughs> yep. And
0: if Ebron is out there, it's a pass. If Pat's out there, which tight end is he with? If he's with Ebron, think Throwing pass. the ball. Or, or play-action. And if he's mm-hmm. with Gentry, think run. Like, And that's how obvious it became. To the point where I was, like, laughing. like, dude, this is nuts. Like, I don't know how long it's going to take for other teams to pick up on this. Right. But that's the sign, though, right now. Until Ebron can consistently, you know, improve his blocking, they're going to have to do those type of things. And that will make you very predictable in the run game. Yes. And that's hard to run on when you're predictable
1: like that. Worked on Sunday. Worked yesterday. I mean, to an extent. To an extent. But we'll say
0: this: it was effective running, to to an extent. Because even with that, I mean, it's, I'm, you know, it's hard to to to, to make it up like that. I
1: mean,
0: yeah, that's all. I mean, they had some good moments, sure. But as the, the running game as a whole, the, did it feel any different than last year? That's all I'm no, asking.
1: You know, the only the only way it felt different than last year was that they didn't bail on it in the first half. That's about it. But They, they, they stuck with, with trying to get Najee the ball and trying to run yeah. Last season, they would have ran the ball five times in the second half. Right. At least they stuck <laughs> with it, but that was the only thing that felt different. And like I said, some of those runs that last year would have been one-yard runs that Najee turned into four-yard runs. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it yeah, it, a lot of that did feel like a continuation of last yeah, year. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean that it's all – in the same way that we said, like, this, the offense isn't done having their struggles. Right. It also doesn't mean that that's going to be the case all Like, they can improve. They can get better, absolutely. Um, but it's – there's still plenty to be desired. Yeah, they're, absolutely. There absolutely, they're absolutely is.
0: And that's kind of like my thought process with it. I'm like, did they have little moments? Like, obviously, I like Najee's uh, – he had a couple, of, you know, first down runs where he was it the, uh, the nine-yard run, and then obviously the one in the fourth quarter to take him deep into the res, and then they're scoring on Deontay's mm-hmm. pass. I like those runs. And there was some times where I thought the old line got really good movement, but it just wasn't consistent enough, Agreed. right or left. Agreed. You name an old lineman, it's the same case. Like certain ones, like obviously Dotson, I thought he probably played the best of the group. Agree with but that. But he still had some bad plays.
1: I thought Trey Turner had some really nice plays. I thought too, he did but, as well, but, but some negative he had ones. He some too. negatives. Yeah. Can we not say? Can we not say that about everybody? Every single. Kendrick and that's Green, my thing. Kendrick Green had some really good plays. He also had some plays where it looked like he was lining up against Aaron Donald. Dan Moore. Same
0: and mm-hmm. Chooks, similar.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but that's that's what we expected. You take this as a baseline. You get the victory. You build on it. You get better next week, and then you're better against the Bengals, mm-hmm. and then you're a little bit better against the Packers, and mm-hmm. and you keep that. Move. And maybe you get Zach Banner back, you know, hopefully around that. and then that helps the run game. And they're like, yes, there are certainly things to be encouraged by there, but we've got to be honest and realistic at the same time. That's the balance, mozi, We got about a minute left here until we got to go to break. Last one for you as I have this usage uh, chart pulled up in front of me here. Trey Norwood, 80% of the snaps. Mm-hmm. Was that surprising to you? It was just in the sense we didn't know who was going to be the
0: slot corner. And they essentially said we're going to go with Trey Norwood over Arthur Marlett or over Cam Sutton. Remember we talked about would it be James Pierre on the outside, mm-hmm. Cam Sutton going on to the inside. But they allowed Cam Sutton to stay on the outside and ultimately um, – Limited James Pierre to just that dime role when he would come on the field, and I think that's why his usage is lower than the rest of those guys. In terms of you look at Cam Sutton, you look at um, Trey Norrell, you look at who was the other corner that was, uh, not Joe Hayden, but um
1: uh, Pierre, James yeah, yeah Pierre? James Pierre, yeah, thirty six percent. he's going to be with, yeah,
0: he's the lowest of on those defense. like main guys that were going to be out there, or at least who we anticipated being out there, and that was interesting to see them you know, utilize him in that role after how pro- how productive he was this yeah. preseason. Yeah. But Trey Norwood was the reason. Trey Norwood played predominantly safety all preseason.
1: He did. But he it did. was
0: good to see that, okay, they could move him into the slot. And he played well. Now, granted, he had the one play where we all kind of had that moment of, you know, edge of your seat holding your breath. But sometimes you need a long foul ball. It needs so, to be like that every hey, once in a while. Yeah, man.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, and because, you know, those things work the other way as well, too. Yeah, yes. And that quite often, Arthur Motes, is the minutia that leads to victory or but defeat. But as a
0: whole clean game for him. That's yes. Anytime you're talking about young players, and that's let me see want. how clean you could play first.
1: That's what you, you want. You don't
0: grab. You're not panicking. You know, you're just playing your game. That's mm-hmm. what I wanted to see, and at least he did that. And I thought he was physical as well. I mean, that was one of the things where he struggled a little bit in the preseason. Just triggering,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? You see it. You believe it, now go shoot your gun and make mm-hmm, the play. Mm-hmm. At times in the preseason, he would hesitate. At times during the preseason, he struggled there. Yesterday, you no, saw him. Not he, not did not, he did not think yeah. about it. He didn't hesitate. He
1: decided. And that's a great baseline for him, yes. too, yes. going forward. If, th- if that's your first performance as a rookie, you should feel much more confident today on a Monday. And hopefully, uh, we maybe we won't be asking many questions about that position as the year rolls along, if there is uh improvement And more there. A lot to get to. Absolutely. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler having some fun on a victory Monday. We see your tweets. They're rolling in. We will get to all of those. We'll get to Professor Motes. We'll look around the league a little bit as well. Everything on the table today. Having some fun. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting.
0: Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At S&T Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why S&T Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, S&T Bank is here to help.